Welcome back to Is It Horror? This is Season 3, Episode 9, Cocaine Bear. I said that weird. Anyway, roll call. I'm Brianna. I said it weird so you didn't feel weird. And I'm Joe. Howdy there, I'm Matt. And I'm probably still Steve. If you haven't joined us before, each episode we analyze a piece of media, usually a movie, whose horror status is debatable, and we look at the creator's intent, audience reception, and the content of the media, all in an effort to better define the horror genre. If you agree with our take, that's awesome. If you don't, that's awesome too. As always, horror is a diverse genre, and all are welcome. And before we get into the film, we will go to Joe's Get to Know You Corner. Joe? Okay, well, so welcome to the corner, talking about Cocaine Bear today. Uh, I was curious, or we're curious, uh, so what other animals would you guys be, like, as particularly scared of if they were on a cocaine bender? I mean, I don't know about cocaine, but I'd be terrified of a raccoon on meth. (laughs) That should be the sequel to this. It should be Meth Raccoon. That should be the sequel. (laughs) I assume most raccoons are on meth. They're so freaking adorable, though. The little hands. I I don't know. For me, uh, I think like anything that like is small and moves fast and is ferocious. Like the thing that came to mind was like a badger, like a honey badger or something. Because those things are mean, anyways. But then like put them on some sort of drug, that could be pretty terrifying. What about an angry hedgehog? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Disgruntled, even. I mean, I think a hedgehog on speed was basically the pitch for Sonic the Hedgehog, so. (laughs) Truth. I don't know why this came to mind, but I thought of, like, feral pigs. You know how, like, feral wild pigs are, like, super dangerous? Maybe I've watched too much Game of Thrones. But I feel like a really high wild hog would be really frightening. Or a whole pack of really hungry ones, a la Hannibal. Mm, yeah, exactly. I think, and this may be controversial because a lot of people aren't familiar with this specific animal, but Joe's cat Elfie on cocaine would be pretty terrifying. Oh yeah, that would be that would be terrifying. You're right. <laughs> she's very stabby. She's she's gotten less so as she's gotten older, but she used to be very stabby. A younger Elfie on cocaine would just shred everyone to pieces. Oh, she has murder mittens. She really does. <laughs> She's a, so we kind of, we rec- rescued her when she was just like a teeny little kitten. And she was um, like out in a field. And um, anyways, the point is like, I don't think she will ever not be a, just a little bit feral. Um, so she's got that like kind of wild nature to her. And she's, she gets very stabby sometimes. <laughs> She's like the quintessential example of that meme of the universe distributes cats to people. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm pretty sure a fun fact about cats that I read recently is that cats, like there is not really such a thing as a domesticated cat. It's just that we have cats that are okay living with us. Like that's pretty much all that that is. I am pretty sure that the two living throw pillows on my bed right now are going to contradict you on that. <laughs> Fair enough. Because they are very, very domesticated. Like, over, they're, they're, they're treated better than children. It's disgusting. 
So yeah. Cocaine Kittens, that's the sequel, right? <laughs> oh god, I have one of those right now. Jesus. Well, cool. Yeah, I I would agree. Elfie on cocaine would be terrifying. Um, but and all those other animals. So yeah, unless anybody had anything else on that, uh, thanks for joining us in the corner. All right. Well, as you already know, the movie that we are covering today is Cocaine Bear, released in 2023. And uh, some background on that. So this was inspired by a real event that happened in 1985. A drug runner named Andrew C. Thornton II realized that his plane was too heavy for himself, his partner, and the cocaine they were transporting. And so they jumped out of the plane with all the cocaine. However, Thornton's chute failed to open for unknown reasons, and he died on impact, but not all the cocaine was recovered. About three months later, a dead bear was found along with the cocaine. The bear's stomach was completely, like literally completely full of cocaine, as much cocaine as can be packed into a bear's stomach. And that's pretty much the only similarities between what really happened and this film. So after like the first five or ten minutes of the film, then it's all, you know, made up from there. Uh, The writer of the film is Jimmy Warden. He was background actor in the movie The Babysitter. And uh, also then moved on to co-writing the Babysitter sequel, Babysitter Killer Queen. Uh, He was a production assistant on 21 Jump Street, where he worked with Phil Lord and Christopher Miller of Into the Spider-Verse fame. Warden wrote Cocaine Bear as a spec script, and then Phil Lord and Christopher Miller decided to produce it. And then uh, they hired on director Elizabeth Banks, who she had previously, most people probably know her from her acting days, which she still does, but she was in horror films like Slither and Brightburn, and then other films like The Hunger Games and The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, Her previous directing ventures were Pitch Perfect 2 and Charlie's Angels, the the newer one that's didn't include uh, Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu and Cameron Diaz, but the newer one, who all the actresses' names I forget, and I'm sorry if you're out there listening to this, but you're not, so it's okay. And uh, then uh, the back of the box description is more or less what we've already said, which is the idea that inspired by a 1985 true story of drug runners, plane crash, missing cocaine, and the black bear that ate it, this wild dark comedy finds an oddball group of cops criminals, tourists, and teens converging in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound apex predator has ingested a staggering amount of cocaine and gone on a coke-fueled rampage for more blow and blood, as you do. So, as far as a little bit on the production of it then, uh, before the movie was officially announced, The Hollywood Reporter had already leaked that Lord and Miller were working with Jimmy Warden on a, quote, unique bear-driven horror comedy with heart. So before Elizabeth Banks was attached, before people even knew that it, what it was going to be exactly or whatever it was referencing, it was already being billed as a horror movie. And then uh, I have a quote here from Elizabeth Banks. She was on an interview late night with Seth Meyers talking about taking her sons to the premiere of Cocaine Bear where she said, I love horror and I love gore, and it makes me giggle. I just, I love the ride of it. My husband hates it. So cocaine bear, I was waiting to see what reaction I was going to get. And my kids were just hysterical. They were like laughing hysterically. I literally watched my son become a horror fan. It was like my proudest moment, end quote. So clearly Elizabeth Banks is thinking of this as a horror movie as well. 
as far as meta tags go, we had uh, seven sites calling it comedy, four calling it horror, three calling it action, two calling it thriller, one calling it adventure, and one calling it crime. Since the movie just came out last year from when we're recording this, there really isn't any yearly metadata to look at in terms of whether or not it gets a bump in October, so that's very inconclusive. I will say that Google autocomplete, if you type in is cocaine bear, one of the top answers is a horror movie, so at least that's something people have previously been searching. And then we did a listener poll on Instagram where 64% we asked the question, cocaine bear, is it horror? Uh, 64% said hell yes. 21% said barely, which I spelled bear because I'm very funny. And then lastly, 15% said not even close. So, cocaine bear, is it horror? What does everyone weigh in? This was a tough decision to make, folks. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna say it is not horror, but I am willing to be swayed. So do your worst and cite your sources. I'm right on that line too. Uh, like I, f I feel like it's maybe like a really light horror comedy, uh, maybe. But I, I'm kind right? of in that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm in that barely category. Like, there's a few moments, but, like, push comes to shove. Push comes to shove, I think I say not horror, but it's right, it's real close there. Yeah, I am definitely on the fence on this one. I'm not 100% sure if I believe that it's horror, so I think I'm going to save my final verdict at, from for after we talk. Okay, I, I'm kind of on the same fence. I, it's real borderline for me. So this is a weird one where we're all kind of like undecided at the onset, but I guess we'll see how the conversation goes. I've got a few things I want to kind of talk about with all of this, but it, it's right on the fence for me, but I think I'm tipping towards not horror. But uh, all right, so to get into this first off, um, to start out, the most obvious horror subgenre to put Cocaine Bear in would be horror comedy. So I thought where we'd start is by making a short list of some of our favorites of that subgenre for comparison. So I wanted to see what are some of each of your favorite horror comedies. I mean, there's classics. We've already, well, classics to me. There's Shaun of the Dead and Evil Dead 2, and I put Army of Darkness in there as well. Um, and I would even say maybe like Drag Me to Hell. That's another favorite. And Santa Slay. Um, so I, I'm seeing your list, Steve, and I, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that I could add. A lot of my favorites are already there. Um, Evil, Evil Dead 2, Shaun of the Dead. Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a personal favorite. Um, Deathgasm is also a great one. Uh, I'm not coming up with other favorites of mine off the top of my head, uh, but I will try to. I would definitely put Tucker and Dale vs. Evil and then Shaun of the Dead and like Zombieland up there as some of my favorite horror comedies. Interesting thought, though. This is kind of off-topic a bit, but... The Mummy with Brendan Fraser comes up when you put horror comedy, and I think that's an interesting discussion. But anyhow, uh, yeah, 
those are some of mine. Side note, can we please do the one and only mummy, which is the Brendan Fraser incarnation? Because that's actually a very good idea. I would be torn on that. It's a good movie, and I think that it there would be discussion. So, yeah. I'm definitely up for it. I say yay. Well, and then, you know, you've already kind of served a little bit of my list, too. I also would put Return of the Living Dead as a personal favorite in that genre. So looking at those kind of lists of horror comedies, does Cocaine Bear feel at home in that list? And why or why not? I think that it can it can blend pretty seamlessly in a lot of ways, but I don't think it can blend seamlessly as a fully realized movie. I will explain that later. Yeah, it's like, it's a sort of kind of for me, because, I mean, when we've talked about this, too, with other, like, animal things, where I, I feel like that's part of the part of the thing, where, like, it's an animal, in this case, doing its due, but on drugs. Um, so, right. I don't know, I guess maybe that's part of why it doesn't quite fit in the list for me. A lot of the others, there's something else going on, there's a little bit more of a supernatural twist to it or or something with malevolent malevolent intent i i don't know i'm still i guess trying to think through it it's the cujo question you know is the animal really the villain dot 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 i think something that is a big distinction for me in this is that the bear is like pretty obviously cgi like it's definitely convincing right but it's pretty obviously cgi and so that for me i don't know why but that i don't know like it makes it feel perhaps a little more on the comedy side than the horror side but there's definitely a lot of other things that would put it to the horror side for me so in terms of horror comedy, though, if you're thinking about this film, would you just say, because I think this is production limitations more than anything, but if you had a more realistic bear, if you couldn't distinguish it from a real bear, would that make this more easily in the horror comedy category for you? Or would it just take it towards one side or the other of the horror comedy spectrum? I would say it would put it further away from comedy if, say, the bear looked like the bear from The Revenant. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay, yeah. Where does everybody else weigh in on that? There there were moments that it looked a lot scarier than other moments. Like, uh, And I don't know if that's because of the CGI, CGI or I guess that I, I... I don't know. Um... Yeah, I guess the moments that it looked really scary, like it felt maybe a little bit more horror to me. And that was okay that it was CGI because a lot of that type of horror movie does have the CGI nature to it. Uh, so I guess my thoughts are inconclusive about it. Sorry. I mean, I didn't really mind the CGI bear. I think that the fact that it was CGI lent more to the comedic element of it. But I think that one of the big things that made this not horror for me is that it was an animal doing its animal thing. I don't know. Okay. And we'll definitely get into that momentarily. Uh, at least on the horror comedy side, do you feel like 
did you at least get the horror comedy tension roller coaster or did that not really feel like that was there like we're oscillating back and forth between building a lot of tension relieving it building a lot of tension relieving it i think it did build some tension um but i don't think i i really felt that i didn't feel like the kids were ever in danger in this movie so much and i think that that um made it less horrific for me. Like there were, there were stakes, but I wasn't really ever worried that some of these people were going to, you know, bite the dust. I think you could pretty much tell what, whoever was possibly going to die. Like you could tell. Yes. Yeah. As soon as they were on screen, if there was a chance that they were going to die or not. (laughs) And so whether that leans towards the comedy, kind of where I was getting what I was getting at with the bear look, looking more CGI is that for me, the bear being CGI makes it feel more comedic in a lot of ways. And so I was trying to think about if I ever felt like the bear was being comedic. And I think there definitely were times where the bear is like rolling around all high, kind of looking strung out sort of a thing where it's where it has like that comedic sort of vibe to it aside from all the comedy that was provided by the actors themselves. So would you say overall that were there any characters whose survival, like going back to the character component of it, were there any characters whose survival or death surprised you? Or do you feel like you kind of saw that all coming all the way through? I agree with what Matt said. I think you kind of got a sense of who was going to make it and who wasn't pretty early on. Yeah, um, the only ones that I felt like were a little questionable were maybe the drug dealers, but like they made you want to like them a little bit as well. At least the two, uh, David and what's his name? I can't remember his, the other character's name now. Yeah. Uh, but they, the other guy, they you made were, them... A, you are sort of like rooting for them. Yeah, they have an arc to them, and they're going through some stuff, and... So, but I I could have seen it a little bit either way. I I wasn't positive how they were going to take it with those characters, but everybody else, it felt fairly telegraphed. I I felt like, you know, I was never worried about the kids. I was never worried about the mom. Um, You know, at least the big bad drug dealer, the older guy was definitely going to get killed, especially when he showed up. Uh, So, yeah. So if you didn't really feel any tension surrounding the character's survival, did you did you feel it around some of the other characters? Because there, obviously there's other characters that you were introduced to that you were sure going to die. So was there tension at least in those moments? It was sort of more like a how's it going to happen tension. Not any like, I'm I'm not sure if they will live or die. It's just like when and how. <laughs> some mostly waiting for the punchline kind of thing almost. Yeah, I think that's how I felt about it at least. Yeah, there was a lot of anticipation for gore. Yeah, there was some pretty I'm sure we're going to talk about gore more in depth, but yeah, that like what Joe said really hit the nail on the head for me is I was just worried what I was going to see happen to the people, but not specifically about the people. <laughs> Yeah, I would say that's kind of where I weighed into. So I I agree. I feel like the movie really unintentionally telegraphs for you who's going to live and who's going to die. And uh, the really, yeah, the just the surprise is only in the how. 
So how did how did characters' reactions to the situation inform your reaction to the film? I feel like uh, it's kind of interesting, I guess, to look at that or try and uh, think about that question because I feel like they all did a good job at like portraying fear, but like it never transferred to me on it. Uh, And I'm not a hundred percent sure why that is, but it it was more comedic, but they were doing a good job, like, you know, screaming about a bear chasing them and things like that. Uh, But it didn't like transfer to as fear to me. So kind of comparing this back to some of our list of horror comedies, do you feel like any of those horror comedies also never really created tension around who was going to live or die? Do you need that to be a horror comedy or is, or can it just be laughs and waiting for the next gag the whole time? I think it can absolutely be the latter. I think that part of the beauty of horror comedy is it does not have to be super deep. You know, we can still laugh at the one-liners and we can anticipate, you know, how they're going to get torn to pieces in the next scene. We can wait for jump scares. I I think that that's kind of what makes horror comedy so enjoyable. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I'm thinking back to a couple specifics on our list, like, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's you're pretty you're pretty sure who's gonna die in that one too, uh, but uh, but like then you take Shaun of the Dead for example, where you have a lot. I, I feel like a lot more depth to that movie specifically than most of the other horror comedies, at least that we're talking about. Uh, and you you're not. I wasn't as sure, at least on first viewing, who may or may not live through that and some people you know were surprised that they got killed and you know those were a bummer but it still managed to tow that uh comedy line as well um so i i think horror comedy can be really um diverse in that way uh which is sort of the magic of it i guess it's really a diverse genre and all are welcome (laughs) That is the room around town. But to actually contribute something to the discussion, uh, yes, I feel like it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily have to be fearing for the life of your main characters in a horror comedy for it to be firmly in the horror comedy bubble. I'm thinking even about like Shaun of the Dead. In Shaun of the Dead, you pretty much know who's going to die most of the time. And then spoilers, the one character that you sort of do care about that dies is kind of still like a comedic death that has like a comedic ending to it, you know? So I I think that you do not have to be worried about your main characters dying for it to still fit in horror comedy. So I guess would you all say overall, at least looking at the horror comedy subgenre, there's nothing that out and out automatically disqualifies this film from being a part of it? I don't think so, no. I think it has a lot of those... It hits a lot of those notes. I think for me personally, just where it may diverge is just the whole animal idea, uh, which I think we'll talk about more in a bit. But... uh, but as far as all of those things that we talk about, I do think it it does hit the notes pretty closely. Yeah, I agree. But my problem is what Joe also said was a problem, which we'll get into. 
Okay. So the next thing I kind of want to look at is just the fear factor of it all. Do you ever feel like Cocaine Bear, was it ever scary to you? And if so, what was maybe the most effective scare or scariest part? I think the amount of gore was the strongest horror element for me. Um, Like right from when what's his face is in the tree and you see his leg drop out and then you see the rest of his body drop and hit the ground like that. I think those sorts of things were the scariest part of this. I think the moment that felt scariest to me or maybe the most potentially like horror, I guess, is it's a it's a brief moment, but it's when the paramedics are coming into the cabin and the one paramedic goes and like opens the closet door and he's looking around at all the viscera everywhere, the head in the bucket and everything. And then the bear slowly comes out of the shadows. Like that was the like quote unquote scariest moment. I think for, for me, I completely agree. If the whole movie had been like that, no question for me that it's horror. Yeah. Uh, for me, it definitely was the gore. There was some really um, grotesque gore in the film. And I think a lot of times gore in horror comedy is used sometimes like as a, another way to get a laugh. Like you'll have like super over the top like blood geysers and stuff like that in horror comedy to to just bring laughs or like a particularly violent zombie kill. Where in this movie, I feel like the gore was specifically intended to make you, like, scared, uncomfortable, uneasy. I don't think that it was gore that you could laugh at generally ever in the film. If I, I can't necessarily think of one that you're, that's used in a comedic way at all. Well, the next subgenre that I would say that this film could belong to is the creature feature. And this subgenre tends to focus around some kind of dangerous, often unusual creature that stalks our main characters. So first off, I guess I wanted to see what makes a film a creature feature to you. And what are some examples of the creature feature, some of your favorites? Mm, Creature feature needs to have a creature that is somehow impacted by maybe a supernatural element Like I would consider King Kong a creature feature because he's so gigantic and it has to be something so unreasonably unnatural. Um, And that was one of my problems with this movie is like I was rooting for the bear. The bear was minding its own business when, you know, 25,000 pounds of cocaine dropped onto its home and she like unwillingly becomes addicted to the stuff. Like this is a real journey for this bear. She's a single mom. She's struggling. The forest is shrinking. There's global warming. Like this is this is really a family story if we look at it. Well, so would you consider Jaws to not be a creature feature because there isn't any established supernatural elements? Yeah, I have to. Did I say that Jaws was horror? I think I said it wasn't. I think I'm going to stand by that assumption. Yeah, I don't think Jaws is horror. So yes is my answer. I think um, for creature features for me, I'm just thinking through what, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's, a genre a horror genre that i've spent a lot of time thinking about not that not to say that i haven't seen a lot of them but i guess i haven't really thought about what makes it sort of different or what uh what i need in it to be a creature feature 
Um, I guess I feel like the ones that I think of as creature features are maybe, maybe borderline, not, um, not horror things like Jurassic park or maybe jaws or even King Kong or things like that, where it's, I don't know. It's, it maybe does have like a little bit of that kind of animalistic thing to it. But I, again, I really haven't thought super in depth about this and I am sorry for that. (laughs) No apologies necessary. I mean, if Matt said it, I'd make him apologize, but Oh, I'll apologize in advance. Um, for creature features, I don't know exactly what the definition of that is, but to me, when I hear the term creature feature, I'm more thinking of something that is not just a normal animal. Now, I know you've got like snakes on a plane on that list and things like that, but to me, a creature feature is not just a normal animal like in the same way that I don't think Jaws was horror because it's just a shark um I wouldn't feel that this was horror specifically because it was a bear now the idea that the bear is on cocaine is doesn't make it supernatural but it does mix it up a little bit I don't know I I think bottom line I just don't see this as a creature feature okay and there's a lot of debate online about exactly which movies qualify so i did put together a list of common ones i saw across a bunch of different lists and that would be stuff like that we've already referenced but to read it for the listeners that'd be movies like the descent the mist cloverfield the thing predator alien jaws jurassic park attack the block pumpkin head snakes on a plane lake placid so there is a lot of diversity as far as what people would consider to be a part of that genre. But I would say on the whole that it tends to, as I said, kind of focus on some unusual creature or dangerous creature stalking our main characters. And like I said, there's a lot of flexibility in terms of all of that. So I guess from what little you do know of it, do you feel like a creature feature always has to be horror? Could Cocaine Bear be a creature feature, but also not be horror? No, I think creature feature for me has to be like creature from the Black Lagoon or Godzilla or like something like that. Something super duper over the top and like definitely couldn't happen in real life. Like Sharknado, like, come on, you know, classic. But those would still just be normal sharks, even if they are being whipped around by a tornado. I know, but when you add the tornado element, it just, it ups the ante. It's now more supernatural. Cocaine, I mean, you can score that anywhere, I imagine, you know. Like from the sky. Sure, yeah. Right, it falls out of the sky. This is America, y'all. Same as sharks. (laughs) Cocaine bear in the sky. I could go twice as high. And so can they. Cocaine bear NATO. <laughs> oh, green light that. I would totally watch that. But you have to have Tara Reed in it, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a truly terrifying story. Yes. So you, it sounds like for the most part, we're all kind of, most of us are aiming towards the idea that the bear in Cocaine Bear doesn't really 
fit the bill of the creature feature because this is a thing that could in fact happen and in fact sort of did happen. Yeah, I never thought I'd say it, but a bear on cocaine is just too close to real life, you know? After 2020, <laughs> nothing surprises me. Yeah, it seems totally plausible. And like, yeah, it did happen, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess also just going back slightly, I I, I um I don't think creature feature has to be horror, I guess in answer to your question. I don't think it does either. Kind of like you said earlier, I feel like there's a lot of ones that people are citing as creature feature that really skate that line for me between horror or not. So I think that you can definitely have them not be in the horror category. I think you could maybe even, I don't know, if this counts as a creature feature, then The Revenant does as well, right? Right, yeah. Okay, well, digging deeper into the bear itself, I have another quote here from Elizabeth Banks from an interview on Screen Rant, where she said, I read the script and I went down the sort of internet rabbit hole into the real story and found out that in the real story, the bear consumed this cocaine, OD'd, and died. I was so sad about that, like it really depressed me and depressed me that that bear became sort of collateral damage in this insane war on drugs. And I just felt like this movie was the redemption story for that bear. The bear didn't do anything wrong. The bear is innocent. It just wants more cocaine. I mean, it's been fed by the bad guys. And I think to me, that was also the theme in the movie that I wanted to explore man's hubris when it comes to nature End quote. So looking back at other things we've covered in Jurassic Park, and in the Jaws episodes, we talked about the idea of an animal being portrayed as just an animal or something more. So do you see the bear in this film as the villain of the film or is the bear ultimately just a victim? Or is it played just as an animal? Did that play into the villain or the victim idea to you? I don't know. I think that bear was a hero. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely... I wasn't really thinking of the bear as a villain and the moments that it was acting maybe a little more villainous felt less natural to me. Uh, you know, when you get it, I, I guess there was moments that it was like, it's, it doesn't really make sense that it would necessarily run after the ambulance in that way. Um, so that like that was, scarier but like it didn't really make sense for what the the other moments like the bear like dancing around with the cocaine falling on it and just like being more like a bear uh anyways i i, I digress the point is i didn't see the uh bear as a villain it was more a victim and just an animal to me i think they kind of played it like um i can't think of another example but they sort of gave it the feeling that the bear was the villain, but then you realize over time that it's not, and that it's actually Ray Liotta. You know what I mean? So they kind of like, yeah, like that's the initial feeling that they give, but then they show more moments of the bear just being an animal that happened to be caught up in this. So if you can see the bear as just an animal, if you can see the bear as a victim, did that affect your classification? Is that part of what took this, made this harder to classify as horror for all of us? Yeah, I definitely couldn't see the bear as the villain, and that absolutely affected it. 
Yeah, that's that's probably the biggest factor that's holding me back from calling it for sure horror that way. Yeah, I um, that's the thing that kind of made it com- comedic is that for me is that the bear, the bear was supposed to be kind of the scary element, but the but the gore was more the scariest thing, and the bear still felt comedic at times. So. I think we've all kind of said at this point, too, I agree that the bear sometimes being played for laughs as well also kind of undercut the idea of this being a horror film to me. I think a little bit of comparing this to, say, Shaun of the Dead, where we talked about in that episode where we covered it, that the the zombies are intentionally always played serious the whole time. Like, the zombies are zombies. The funny parts of Shaun of the Dead are how our human characters are reacting to the whole situation. And so taking your villain and having it be funny and then also having it sympathetic at times and also showing it as an innocent animal trying to take care of its kids at times, I felt all led to it not feeling like horror because if the whole horror of the situation is just the bear, then you need the bear to feel like horror the whole time and for me, it, it it didn't do that. So I think it's hard for me to maintain that feeling about this movie. I guess the other thing I was going to take a look at, too, in terms of that is that the bear itself is has kind of a fairly minimal presence in the first third of the film. I kind of timed it, and it shows up maybe for only three or four minutes in the first 30 minutes of a 90-ish minute film. So having just a minimal presence of the bear and spending so many so much time with our characters in the beginning of the film, um, did that did that work for you? Maybe in the same way it does for Jaws, where you're still feeling the ever present tension around the idea, or do you almost kind of forget about it, or are you just waiting for it to show up? I guess how did that affect it? The minimal use of the bear early on. I was pretty much waiting for the bear to show up. So I think in that respect, it was effective in terms of like building tension. Like I, I don't think that not seeing the supposed quote unquote bad guy in the first half of the film is always necessary. It, uh, it almost surprised me a little bit how, uh, well, it did surprise me how little it was in the first part of it. Cause I went into this movie uh, you know, it's a movie called Cocaine Bear. You know, I went into it expecting sort of just a whole bunch of ridiculousness. And not to say that that wasn't in it, but uh, it was, it was especially that first part was a lot more um, character driven than I expected a movie like this to be, uh, which was good. I liked that. Um, but I, I was also sort of waiting around for the bear to show up. And uh, we were kind of taking our time getting all of our characters into the arena, so to speak, with the bear. Um, and that was I, that was interesting, I think. And it made it it made it feel like a little bit. I, I like I, I don't want to say. Well, OK, well, I guess what I'm saying is like it felt like a little bit higher class movie than I expected it to be because of that, like. With a title like Cocaine Bear, I was expecting something more like Sharknado, uh, and it wasn't that. It was a lot better than that, I think. Uh, yeah, f- for me, um, I don't think that the bear only having a minimal presence 
takes away from it possibly being classified as a horror film. There's definitely plenty of horror films where either the killer or the monster or whatever it is is very rarely actually on screen. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that that takes away from it being horror in particular. Okay, so we've talked quite a bit, too, about the gore in this film. And that's definitely the next big claim to the horror genre that this film has, is the amount of gore in it. So, uh, did you feel like it was horror movie gore, or is it more action movie gore? There are some very gory sequences in action movies. So, what, what elevated this or failed to elevate this? I think it was definitely more along the lines of horror movie gore. That Again, that was really the only element, consistent element in this movie that made me kind of teeter-totter between, eh, is it horror or is it not? I don't know that I can tell you what the difference is. I just know it when I see it. I think me because it was so gratuitous and it was all about like, you know, watching the tendons rip and the body parts fly like it was very intentional and in your face and i think maybe that's what made the difference for me i would agree i think it's i think it was horror movie gore uh, especially with all the like limbs falling out of places you don't expect limbs to be falling from <laughs> and uh that sort of thing and just i i i don't know um not to say that action movies can't do that type of thing but it I, I agree with you Brianna and just like you know when you see it and I'm trying to put a finger on it exactly um but uh but yeah I do I did feel like it was more horror movie gore like the gore and the violence is being played mostly for like cringy laughs I don't know I don't know how to describe it. Somebody please put this into better words for me. See, I, I actually kind of disagree with the idea that the gore would be played for laughs or cr like to me, it felt like the gore was pretty like the only, I guess the one kind of moment where I was thinking that the gore was more of a laugh is like when the dopey guy gets shot by the cop sort of by accident. Um, and even in that, it's like pretty visceral and in your face. And to me, it was like more like unsettling than it was funny even. Um, and especially like the parts where the bear is attacking or attacking people close up. Um, I'm thinking of like the guy, the paramedic's hand and um, just stuff like that. I feel like the gore in those scenes is as gory as any true kind of horror film that I've seen or more. I, I think it's less played for laughs than some other comedic horror uses gore. So I guess one of the things that maybe I think about in terms of horror movie gore, especially like horror comedy gore, is that I do think that you sort of have the gore used a little bit like a punchline, maybe not in the sense that it has to be funny, but that's what you're building to in a moment, right? Like you're doing all of this stuff and then, and then the punchline, the final cherry on top of the sequence is the gory moment. And I think you get maybe a little bit of that in like the ambulance scene, particularly, right? Like 
you're building towards the chase and there's the chase, you're narrowly evading, you're getting in and out of the sequence. And then finally the sequence ends with the bloodbath and the ambulance. And so that kind of feels like horror comedy gore to me in that because of that buildup a little bit. But then I look at the rest of the movie and sometimes I feel like some of the the gore is disconnected from the human element, which maybe allows it to feel less horrific. And I know that this might, you guys maybe feel differently about this particular one, but so there's the kill in the tree. And we brought that up a little bit earlier where you've got uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's character. He's, he's up in the tree there and then he's getting eviscerated by the bear but you're showing it lower, so you're showing blood trailing down him, but you're not seeing like the viscera and everything spilling over him. You're just seeing, and you're not seeing where he's being torn about, torn apart exactly. You're just seeing blood flow down from off screen onto him, and he's obviously reacting to it. And then later, when you do get the drop, it's, I mean, because we watched on a fairly big screen, Joe's got his projector here, but you're still getting like the leg drop and then the person drop, but they're, often the distance enough that you don't have to really focus on the human element you get to laugh at about in the distance. It reminded me almost a little bit of that sequence in the first Deadpool movie, right? Where someone gets slammed against a street sign into basically just like goo, right? And then at the end of the sequence in Deadpool, like eventually that slaps to the ground. So I, I don't know. Does... I guess, what did you guys think about that sequence in particular? Is there is there a missing human element from some of the gore? Does that make a difference? The other thing I was thinking about with that is, like, even in the um, even in the ambulance scene, like, I see what you're talking about, Steve, with it's, like, a little bit of a disconnect there. Because even, like, even that scene, like, the one paramedic's in the back getting mauled, and you see him briefly with, and then like he holds up his hand and it kind of flops down and it's like severed from his arm mostly. Uh, but you don't see it get severed. And then he just gets drugged back into the back of the ambulance and you don't really see much else. Like I think the bear, you maybe see the bear bite him a little bit and like I think bite on his head a little bit. But you, it doesn't focus on like the actual gore of it and like like you said in the tree too like there's it is it is gory but you don't really see the moment you see the blood trailing down i i see what you're talking about and i i do think a lot of the moments in this movie are like that but then so then then you get you get to have uh, you get to have those moments a little bit disconnected but then you still see severed limbs and things like that like dropped from the tree um so, yeah, I guess I'd just say all that to agree with you. See, I don't think you need to have that connection in horror comedy. Like, I think that's that's part of horror comedy is that you're distanced enough to laugh at the gross stuff. So, I mean, it didn't negatively impact my viewing. And then we do have that really, I'd say to me, the most brutal kill in the film was watching Ray Liotta his character get oh, yeah. killed because you yeah. see like guts coming out and everything too. But also you've established that he's the bad guy of the film at that point. So does it matter that, did you feel like that was the goriest kill? Does it matter that the goriest kill happens to someone we've established as the bad guy? Yes. And I think that, uh, that was something that kept this from being horror because that was a really gross scene. And I think it is the goriest kill scene personally. Um, but 
yeah, I think that if we want the, if we're, if we're rooting for that guy to die, it kind of takes away from the horror element. You know, justice was served. The bear goes on to live her best life with her two coked up little cubs and everyone lives happily ever after. Yeah, I was trying to think of scenes where you see somebody that you care about actually getting hurt. And I think maybe the only one is, uh, what's his name, David, where he gets his finger shot off and you see kind of the gore of that moment happening and he also does get shot too um i was trying to think of moments where there's gore where i feel it's like actually gore and not really played as a punchline or comedic um even that one is kind of comedic because then they're like picking up his fingers off the ground and that kind of thing or how did you shoot off they're not even next to each other so i don't know maybe and then they're having maybe... like the little dog eat them later yeah I don't know. There's, it's tough. I I think that there's more gore here, and it's worse gore than some other comedy horrors that I've seen. Uh, but I I don't know if it necessarily makes it horror or not. So we've discussed in previous episodes about how it's not necessarily any one thing that makes a film horror but how all those parts come together so we've kind of talked about the horror comedy element we've talked about the gore element we've talked about the creature feature part so i guess looking at it all overall now that we're kind of wrapping up the horror side of it do you think that these parts all add up to horror in the case of cocaine bear if so why or why not no, it can't be completely horror because I was rooting for that dude to die at the end. Uh, the bear was an innocent victim and everyone lived happily ever after at the end. Except for the random campers who the bears see at the very end. They deserved it. What kind of weirdos go camping anyway? <laughs> <laughs> and then the one dude they weirdly killed off screen, like that has nothing to do here or there with the horror element, but it was like they forgot that they didn't deal with him and then just like, filmed a pickup shot of him dying later i have no idea if that's the case but that's what it felt like <laughs> yeah like oh yeah him he he's we'll have him pop in and say a line and then he'll be dead later i think oh, i i am still really struggling with this one uh, as far as all those things adding up to horror if they do or don't i i think for me they maybe don't in this case uh but i I also like I'm trying to like think, OK, well, if I'm not going to call it horror comedy, then what am I going to call it? I guess it could just be a comedic action movie, but it it doesn't feel that doesn't feel quite right either. So, oh, it's it's real tough for me in this for this in this case, um, like maybe it's a comedic creature feature, but that doesn't feel quite right to me either. I I'm going back and forth on this, but I guess maybe for me, it's just a really light horror comedy. Black comedy thriller, final answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think that I do want to say this is horror comedy. Because um, I feel that the maybe it's just the style of the comedy. I feel like overall the comedy is pretty light. But I also think the horror's kind of light. 
maybe not, light isn't the right word for the comedy. It's more of um, what's the word like? It's like smarter, subtle comedy. Um, you don't go into a movie called Cocaine Bear thinking that it's going to be more subtle comedy, but it really is. <laughs> um, so I, I do think it is horror comedy, but it is hard for me to explain. Yeah, I, I think that's probably about where I end up on it. It's still really on the line, but I'll, I'll go so far as to say horror comedy, but it's like horror training wheels if you haven't seen a horror movie before or if you're not sure if you like horror movies then it kind of goes back to elizabeth banks's quote about taking her kids to the premiere maybe this is the movie you show that person to kind of introduce them a little bit more to something that could be horror and then work your way in so it's like it's right across the border like you can still see the sign and take a picture of it this is where horror begins and then you can continue your trip on deeper into the woods after watching it yeah it's almost like that like, we've talked about children's horror. This is, like, teenagers' horror or, like, <laughs> preteen horror. I don't know. And especially what makes me feel that way, too, is, like, how the child actors have these lines that are, like... It, I feel like it's a horror comedy trope, maybe, where you have, like, young kid actors that are swearing profusely. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those things that never fails to get a laugh from adults when it's not their kid and they have to worry about it. Yeah, and like, it's in a lot of like, you know, Stranger Things does it, a lot of things, a lot of horror that has kid stars or child stars in it does it. Do you laugh when your kids swear? Uh, not to their faces. <laughs> <laughs> But I definitely have funny stories about it, but maybe for another time. <laughs> okay. All right, so outside of the whole horror question, how did you like Cocaine Bear? How many bricks of cocaine out of five would you like to give Cocaine Bear? The movie, not the bear. I mean, I'm going to give it five out of five. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. I really enjoyed it. Like, I laughed the entire way through. There was great one-liners. It was really gross. Um delightful romp all the way like i said i kind of went into this movie you know a movie called cocaine bear with a lot lower expectations as to like its quality uh so i was i was uh i guess pleasant pleasantly surprised in that way uh i feel like towards the kind of middle end area it fell into a little of its own ridiculousness and um, maybe didn't quite pay off in some of the ways I wanted it to, uh, but I I did enjoy it a lot a lot more than I thought I would. I would give it four uh, bricks of cocaine out of five. Yeah, I really thought going into this that it was gonna be like your Sharknado or something like that, and uh, it had more substance. Get it? Than a film yeah. like that. <laughs> Maybe it abused that substance. Yeah. It was like... It was... It felt like it was interestingly written. It was funny. It had... It had good actors in it. Um, it had some... Whether or not they were cringe or not, it certainly had some horror that... 
or some gore moments that made me cringe and like want to cover my eyes and not see what was going to happen. Uh, so yeah, I, overall, I think it was a really good, funny, interesting movie. Yeah, I would give it, I'll, I'll give it four out of five bricks of cocaine. Um, I, yeah, I agree. I think that it was, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely funny. It had me laughing out loud. I do think that there were too many characters and that we could have benefited from pairing some of those characters down and maybe connecting up some of the characters that didn't have moments together. Having Carrie Russell and the kids meet up with our drug dealers at the end who they've never met before and having some sort of resolution happen between them, them as groups didn't really feel satisfying and maybe could have if they'd interacted previously in the film. I think we could have built tension a little bit better if we'd spent some time with a girl that was sort of taken by Cocaine Bear and maybe gave an idea of what she was doing all during this film, especially since, as we've all said, and I think most people thought probably going to this film, no one thought she was dead. So I don't know. I, I think that could have been the thing that maybe elevated it a little bit higher for me in terms of bricks of cocaine that I would be willing to give this film. Yeah, that really hits the nail on the head because I definitely found myself thinking at one point, why is Carrie Russell and her kids, why are they even in this movie? Like I was, it was probably about the hour and 10, 20 minute mark and I hadn't seen any of them in like 20 or 30 minutes and I was thinking, this is weird. Yeah, and they could have probably cut a bunch of stuff out with the Rangers and things like that. Like, not to say that they were bad, but I agree with you, Steve. If they maybe this could have been a better movie if they had focused in a little bit more. And then, uh, just kind of looking at some of the moments in the film. So this is one Brianna suggested. So I'm curious to see her answer. What was your favorite line from the film? And I'll expand it even a little bit more. What was your favorite moment from the film? I don't know. I had to think long and hard about this and I kept going back to the very same line and that line is it's like Coke Whispers with the bear dancing in the yeah, it was amazing. It was everything <laughs> hoped it would be. There were for me there were several moments or several lines that, that had me laughing. I think for me though it's a it's a moment that just like kind of summed up a lot of the comedy of this movie to me and it's right after uh the the one ranger or uh i think his name was his name peter or something um but anyways he his leg gets dropped out of the tree his body then falls down and then the bear comes down and he walks over the body and then just like sniff, sniffs a line of coke off the severed leg and <laughs> i don't know that had me laughing and i felt like <laughs> it was a good moment yeah, that was probably my favorite moment, too. It definitely got a laugh out loud for me as well. Uh, I would say my favorite line from the movie is the ranger saying, pop art punks pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> and I just think that was a really funny one-liner. I don't know why. Um, and, uh, yeah, I I thought the bear sniffing the cocaine off the leg was really funny. and. Um. Yeah, I think that that was probably, and then also when the ranger 
shoots the guy in the head. And she's like, sorry. And he's like, you're sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I thought also, now that I'm thinking about it too, and I can't remember exactly what he says, but like the little kid being like, oh, I do cocaine all the time. And then like him coughing, having the cocaine, and then being like, I'm used to better cocaine, better quality stuff than this or whatever he says. It was pretty funny. The stuff I usually have is better than this or yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right, and then uh, Joe had mentioned earlier too, and I wanted to see what would would you want to see a Cocaine Bear sequel, and what would you want out of a Cocaine Bear sequel? Tanya, I'm holding out for Meth Raccoon. <laughs> uh, bath Salts Badger. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty terrifying. I think if I was going to do like a literal sequel to this. I would take a page out of Cameron's book and just add an S to it. So Cocaine Bears sequel is Cocaine Bears. You could have the two bear cubs like slightly grown up and like, I don't know, hunting down the cartel. And there's still a whole bunch of cocaine out in the woods and they're just like snorting it constantly running around on it. So then like that could even be your surprise midway through is that it's multiple bears or you could introduce that immediately and just have like a whole, I don't know, an army of cocaine bears to fight off. (laughs) It should it should be one of those movies like cocaine bears coming out of hibernation, like something like that. There should just be massive amounts of bears coming out of caves high on cocaine. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Visit Horror. This one's a little bit shorter than normal, but that's okay. We'll be back in two weeks where we will be talking about the movie Saltburn. So join us back here for that. I have been Steve. And I've been Brianna, and I can't believe you're going to make me watch Saltburn. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm Joe. I'm a bear. Duh, bears. Duh, bears. Why? Don't do drugs. <laughs> Thanks for joining us at Is It Horror? We post new episodes every other Friday. To stay up to date on all things Is It Horror, follow us on Instagram or X at Is It Horror Pod or email us at Is It Horror Podcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, you can recommend us to a friend follow and rate us on your podcast app of choice, or you can check out our store on Redbubble. In the meantime, stay safe and keep asking yourself, Is it horror?